of July and I'm on vacation. I'm literally about to turn my phone off and I get this pling on my phone. It's an email. You got mail. And I was like, Kevin Canale? I have no idea who this guy is. Let me just, do- hold on one second. Let me just check real quick. First couple lines, Podcast Alley. Okay. I need to have, he, I was like, I got to figure this out. You're going to learn about Mr. Kevin Canale. You're going to learn about Conduit Street Podcast. You're going to learn about Mako. On the next voice you'll be hearing will be him talking about all these things. We'll be right back after these messages in the next voice you'll hear, Mr. Kevin Canale. OpenWorks is Baltimore's largest makerspace, offering access to tools ranging from 3D printers to welder and training in how to use them. OpenWorks also offers affordable studio space, a coffee shop, and fun-free events throughout the year. But OpenWorks is more than a public workshop. It's a community of creative professionals, students, seniors, entrepreneurs, and makers of all kinds. Check out the website at www.openworksbmore.org or Instagram at open underscore works underscore bmore for class schedules, membership options, and more. Pandora's Box is a mod, vibrant, woman-owned lifestyle boutique located in the historic Federal Hill neighborhood of Baltimore, Maryland. Pandora's Box offers unique selection of the latest trends, jewelry, gifts, home decor, and personal accessories. Their products are high quality, affordably priced, and hand-picked with a sense of humor and authenticity, making them items that everyone can relate to. They are known for sourcing memorable and relevant keepsakes that allow customers to give from their hearts without the stress that comes from doing so. You can count on Pandora's Box to help you select and package the perfect gift. Visit Pandora's Box at 50 East Cross Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230. Visit them online at pandorasboxboutique.com. Visit on social media at Shop Pandora's Box Boutique. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Harvard Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store and open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Maggie's Farm, located at 4341 Hartford Road. Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-watering cuisine from falafels to scallops and everyone's favorites, honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and for brunch, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials.
Welcome to the No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. I told you guys I always bring the heavy hitters in, and I'm so excited about the person I have coming on. Mr. Kevin Canale, how are you doing today, sir? I'm great, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Hey, I was telling about the story about the, the email. I, mean, I normally don't answer emails on vacation, but you were that last email that popped on my phone. And at first, I was like, who is this guy reaching out to me? Yeah. And I'm happy that we did, because now we, you are sitting here hanging out in Baltimore, Thank you for kind of no picture dark podcast. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I wish that the the story was more <laughs> intriguing with the this this secret email and you opened it. But yeah, you you answered that email quickly. You were on vacation. You told me pretty soon after that we were texting and um and yeah. Now I'm sitting here with you and I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm excited that you're here. We'll talk about your podcast. We'll talk about your nine to five. Probably not nine to five. Probably like nine to nine. Never. Yeah. You're probably always always working. But let's talk a little bit about you first and foremost. Um, we know you have a podcast, you know, we know you from Mako. We'll talk about what Mako stands for in a little bit, but you're from Maryland. Tell us a little bit about you're from Maryland. You're a little bit, your background, uh, where'd you went to school? Where'd you grow up? Things of that nature. So kind of a background. Yeah. So I was born in DC, uh, but I grew up in Prince George's County, uh, went to DeMatha and, um, played sports there. Um, I, you know, I, I love Maryland and this is, this is where I'm from. Love Baltimore. And uh, after that, I sort of went into like a family business, traveled a lot, did consulting. Um, but my passion was always government. My mom, growing up, was a was an AP government teacher, so that was always like instilled in me. And so I just kind of wanted to come back to Maryland, put my roots back down, and get into this world, this this p- policy and politics world in Annapolis. And and that's what I've been doing for a while now. I've been at Mako, uh, I don't know, seven years maybe. It's, it doesn't seem like that, but um. So yeah, I'm from Maryland. I'm a Marylander, and I, I love this state and I love what we do. All right, so I'm gonna throw a little twist on you. What was your favorite childhood memory growing up? Growing up in Maryland. Oh man, I'm so so like I'm a big Caps fan. So I remember going to the old U.S. Air Arena in Prince George's County uh, for all the Caps games. Um, you know, there's so many things in Maryland, like the Bay. I remember crossing over the Bay bridge was always really cool. Uh, just, just all kinds of stuff, but, but mostly it was stuff in Prince George's where I grew up and, um, the U.S. air arena was like a big part of that. And I, I remember when they tore it down, it was kind of sad. I wasn't here, but I watched a video. I was in North Carolina and it was like, wow, that, that was a a big moment that, that history, it's because it was a big part of my childhood. Right. And so I think those are really good memories for me growing up, just being there, all kinds of events, but mostly the Caps games. And what was your major in college? What was your major? Uh, political science, public policy. Okay. So, so yeah, it kind of matches with, with what I'm doing now. Did you always have an affinity to talk with people and really try to help the person, help people out in the world? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I, I've always been that person, um, maybe even too much sometimes. Like, I was always the person growing up as a kid who wanted to go and help people that were homeless on the side and go talk to them. And not just give them money, but like I wanted to go talk to people, um, and I, you know, like that. Maybe that's not the the best thing to do as a kid, but I've always wanted to be solutions oriented and try and help people. And I view this work, like being in policy, as helping people. Like that not, might not be my job title, but ultimately, I feel like that's what we do every day. Like we're trying to find solutions to complex problems across this state, and and I love it. So you, I, mean, I know you said you worked in hospitality. You said a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Did you see, do you think that has helped you to where you are today? Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked in restaurants in, in, in college. I've worked at front desk at a Marriott. And like, if you can work at a front desk, you can do anything. Like, I believe that everybody should have to work in a restaurant or in a hotel at one point in their life because 
you won't have nearly as many people who are mean and complaining. Like that'll humble you real fast doing that kind of work. So I definitely think it teaches you a lot about people, how to handle people, how to be patient, and and really just how to like problem solve and how to deal with a range of different emotions and different kinds of people in different situations where people are angry, where people are happy, and and everywhere in between, right? So who would you say was a big influence in your life as far as you know, what you, for what you do now and just with the government, things of that nature. Oh, my mom, no doubt. Uh, my mom growing up a single mom, she had three kids. She, I don't know how she, I still don't know how she did it. I remember like she had three jobs and she was like, yeah, I want to go back to school and I want to be a teacher. I'm like, okay. So she started doing that. And, um, she was working in really rough neighborhoods for a while, kids that couldn't go to school. And she got a job at a public school, eventually a private school. She got teacher of the year in Maryland. Um, so she, you know, she was just a, a huge inspiration in my life is a huge inspiration in my life. She just retired from teaching, but I think that's where I get the compassion from and like wanting to help people that that was always my mom. And um, no matter what she was doing, it was always about you need to give back. You need to, you need to serve the community. And again, like getting into this kind of work, I'm a direct reflection of, of her influence in that way. So she's my hero. She's the reason I am where I am. And she's the reason I'm in the, the job that I'm in. Nice, nice, nice. So the job that you you are in right now, how many years have you been there? Like, when did you like these? Like, how long have you been there, and how did you get involved in that? So I've, I think it's like seven years, maybe at this point. Um, I started as an intern. As I said, I I got a late start. Like, you know, I, I was doing other stuff in hospitality and consulting and traveling, which was awesome. But then I decided I wanted to to do this. So it's like, well, what do you do? Um, so I took an internship at Mako and normally an internship is like a, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old kid. I was older. Um, and I think I had more life experience in that way. I think I understood things maybe at a different level. And after that ended, I just kind of found a way to stick around. Like they, they couldn't get rid of me. I kind of made myself a utility player. I stepped in and did different roles and I just, I mean, I fell in love with the work, with the association. Um, and with what we're all about. And so at this point, I'm the legislative director. So I've found a way again to like just stick around. And um, and that's, yeah, that's how I got into it. It's a pretty interesting story, like from the bottom, uh, moving on up and and just again, like finding ways to stick around and make it so they, they couldn't get rid of me. Well, folks, we're gonna learn a little bit about Mako. We're gonna, we're gonna learn about what's, what, what do they do in the state of Maryland? We're gonna learn a little bit about the podcast. Talk about that. And also I'm gonna tell you a little funny story he hasn't heard yet. But we'll talk a little bit about how I found out who he was after after like after the email. Oh man! So we'll get to the email. We'll talk about how we connected at down in, in Annapolis, not Annapolis, OCC for the first time in real life. So folks, right after these messages, we right back. When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help provide nutritious food for a family in need, because eating healthy shouldn't be a luxury. It can help someone with housing challenges and be a catalyst for a new beginning. Because a safe space to call home is the foundation for building a better future. Give today. Spark something bigger. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Carver Communications, where we turn water into wine. What do successful companies like Nike and Microsoft have in common? They all have full-service public relations departments that fuel every aspect of their business. Bill Gates has repeatedly said, if I had one last dollar, I would spend it on PR. 
Smart business owners and executives understand that to grow their businesses and their brands, they need PR. That's where Carver PR comes in. Carver PR is one of the most premier PR agencies located in Washington, D.C. They handle media relations, marketing, branding, corporate strategy, and crisis. With 25 years in the communication field, they are well-versed in every area of business you can imagine. Political, entertainment, corporate, and nonprofit communications. Go to their website and check them out, therealcarver.com, or reach out to them now at therealcarver at gmail.com. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carryout, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m., or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com, and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Hey, folks, we are back with Mr. Kevin Canale. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. So, funny story I'm going to tell you, folks. He yeah, I'm interested in to know. So, I never told you this. So, yeah. when you sent me the email, I'm like, who is this guy re- telling me to come to Ocean City? Yeah. Prime time, summer look time to go to a conference. I'm like, I have no idea. So I had reached out to mutual friends that we know. And I'm like, who is Kevin Canale? I'm like, oh, he's the guy. And I'm like, and every, every person I talked to spoke so highly of you. And it was just like, I was just like, Aaron, you got to connect with him. He's the guy. Aaron, if he reached out, he means business. He's, he, 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 he is means business. He's the person you know. And it was very refreshing. And at that point, it was a no-brainer. And I had called my call. Paul said, Paul, we're in, we're in Ocean City. That's the next trip. I, you know, before I even told you we we're going right, there, right. I was like, we're going to Ocean City. And I remember it was so nice because we never we didn't connect until the second day I was there, or the first first full day I was there. Right. But you're like, when you get in town, just call me or text me. And you led me in the right direction to place to be that night. And then the second night, still, we didn't even hang out that night, no. but you told me where to go. So thank you for everything. And thank you for your hospitality. So the hospitality you talk about, you've yeah. done in the past, you really showed it to me, somebody who you didn't, all you knew me is through a video. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I also reached out to people and, <laughs> and learned about you. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I, unfortunately, I didn't spend as much time as I wanted to with you. That, that, that whole week is crazy down right. there, as you saw. But I mean, it, you did a great job. You had a huge presence. I remember you telling me, I'm bringing video. I'm doing this whole thing. I'm like, this sounds like a lot. I hope that we can deliver. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I was uh, I was enamored with what you were doing. And I, I had been following you. And so I reached out to people and said, hey, you know, is this guy accessible? Is this guy, like, you think he'd be willing to do it? And they were like, yeah. Same thing that you heard. They're like, he's the guy. He's the guy. So when you said everything you wanted to do, I'm going to bring my video. And we were like, yeah, let's let's do it. And 
we can talk more about podcast row, but like, I think you were the star of the show. I think that's fair to say. No, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just a vessel. That's all on there. We just had to have, have, wanted to have a good time. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect, but folks next year, you're going to want to come next year. You're going to want to come. We're going to have some stuff for you next year. But no, thank you. I, I want to give you your, I always the young you. people say flowers, but I want to give because everybody really was like, you know, this is the guy I talked to. So people are probably wondering, what is Mako? Explain what Mako yeah. is, because that's where everybody wants to know. Yeah, so it's the Maryland Association of Counties. Like, it's not MAACO. We don't paint cars. People <laughs> call the office and ask about cars and that. Uh, it's it's Mako. So we represent all the counties in Maryland. And for the purposes of this conversation and in state law, where we sit right now, Baltimore City is a county. So there are 24 counties. Uh, we also have 157 municipalities. That's a different organization. We work closely with the Maryland Municipal League. Mm -hmm. But we represent counties. We represent local elected officials. And there are really two sides to our shop. One is the legislative side. I run that side of the shop. And that's direct advocacy, working with the General Assembly, working with all of our local electeds and, and state electeds and, and uh, the, the departments at the state level. And then we also have a member services side. And they're the ones who run that conference that you talk about in Ocean City. We have an event in December, usually in December. This time it's going to be in January because we have an election. Um, that's a little bit smaller, but uh, I, I like it better. It's definitely uh, more intimate. And then we also do a number of different like one day events and symposiums like on affordable housing and issues that are really complicated and affect all the counties. And then we also have like a, a number of professional affiliates. So like the county engineers, the county IT directors, you know, county attorneys, they all meet and they collaborate and share ideas. So Mako is really, I mean, to me, we are an advocacy organization, but we're a lot more. We provide a lot of benefits to our members. And, and I view it as we provide that space to collaborate and share ideas and best practices. And we represent every single county, big, small, urban, rural, lots of people, fewer people, right? Uh, they all share unique challenges, but they also share a lot of the same challenges. And I, I, it's really cool to see that come together um, and them usually agree on everything that we do, like what's best for counties, regardless of where they are, uh, if they're urban, rural, if they're Democrat, Republican primarily, like 95% of the time they all agree and they send us to advocate on a position that they've all voted for. And that's really cool to see. Now, people from outside, again, a lot of my friends, associates are like, what is Mako down? And I was just like, what is this thing? And I will, this is, this is how I viewed it. I didn't know what I was walking into, but I thought it was the best experience I've ever had. I just meeting so many different people from different Prince George's County, from Charles County, from different counties. And then uh, either like businesses like, Hey, you know, we work with them. We work with them and just trying to make Maryland a better place for the people who live here and things in nature. A lot of people from Baltimore were like, why is the mayor at Mako? And he explained it, but what you, you said, because we oversee Baltimore because Baltimore is a county. Explain some things that Mako might have done in the past for Baltimore so, or have helped out or behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, so Baltimore is a member. And like I said, we advocate for everyone. Right. One of the things that I'm most proud of this past session, actually, um, back in 2009, around the Great Recession, the state uh, took all of our road money, the money that we used to fill potholes and, and maintain our roads. And for Baltimore City, like cumulative, cumulatively, that was like a billion dollars since then, mm. right? 
So we've been fighting ever since to get that money back. And and what happens is when the state takes that kind of money, Baltimore City still has to fill the potholes. They still have to maintain the roads. They just have to take it from somewhere else, right? So anything else they're trying to do to better the community, now that suffers. The last session, Baltimore City got fully restored. So they got all that money back, which frees up other money for schools, public health, public safety, everything else that's, that's really important. So, I mean, Baltimore is, is you know, w- uh, Council Member Middleton, Sharon Green Middleton, is on the MAKO board. Mayor Scott is at the, the MAKO Ledge Committee meetings. He's very involved. So we're constantly working with his team, with the council. And it's it's everything from, you know, if they need advice from us, if they want to do something in the General Assembly and they need our help, uh, if they want to collaborate with other counties or with the you know, county professionals, we work closely with them. So, again, like you talk about Baltimore City and then uh, like a Somerset County on the shore, which is tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cool thing is that while there are unique challenges, they also share a lot of the same things. And when you see Mayor Scott talking to somebody from the Eastern Shore, an elected official down there, like a farmer, right? You'd think they got nothing in common. The mayor's playing basketball. He's, like, he, he's a cool dude, right? Well, the farmer down there, it turns out they do have a lot in common. And it's really cool to see those interactions play out and um, in real time. And, and they are constantly in collaboration on, on doing good things for this state and sharing ideas back and forth. And that's, that's what it's all about. And that's, and that's what I remember a lot of people were commenting on social media, like, Oh, why is the student killing me? Why is the council city council down there? Yeah. And from my perspective, from being out there, you need to be down there because that's where a lot of things happen. There's where a lot of business deals, a lot of conversations that may not happen on a regular basis happens down there. Yep. And I saw a lot of that and that was very impressive. You know, you don't know who you can be sitting next to, stand next to. Now I'm, I'm literally sitting next to the, the head of the NWACP, you know, Kobe, you know, Kobe Little yeah. talking with him. I'm sitting next to the head of the aquarium next moment, you know, so you don't know, but these are people who are like, hey, how can we help your podcast? How can we help spread the word of what you're doing? You know, that's a beautiful thing. And I guess in a bigger grand scale of what you guys do, it's more or less, it does directly helps the people who live in those areas. Absolutely. And that's what they're looking for to make sure not just, you know, probably create jobs coming. Things of that nature. And that's what I really, I mean, maybe I'm off on that or. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I'm glad to hear that because that for us, that's, that's what it is all about. Like I, we view it as if you're going down there, you, you got a, a list of people that you need to talk to, right? right? I need to talk to my local elected official. I need to talk to my state delegation. I need to talk to the secretary of the Maryland Department of Transportation. I need to talk, right? All those people are there. I need mm-hmm. to talk to vendors. Uh, they have services that can help my county. You were in the exhibit hall. Right. You saw all the different offerings. Uh, we have a great event, the Taste of Maryland, where every county works with their economic development and tourism to bring down like some local fare. Mm-hmm. So craft beer, uh, jams and pretzels, all kinds of stuff. Like we want to highlight what counties are doing. And coming out of COVID, a big emphasis for us, or hopefully being done with COVID, was to highlight tourism and, and bring that back. Because if you if you lose that economic base and you lose those tax dollars locally, it hurts everybody. So that was a big, big goal for us. But yeah, the goal is you can come down there and it's a one-top shop and you can talk to anybody you need to talk to and get all that stuff done. And so I'm really glad to hear that that that, that worked out for you. And you know, you, you just named some people that were there and, and that's what it's all about. Now, we're gonna talk about Conduit. You did Conduit, was it the podcast, Conduit Street? Right. right. Where did that name come yeah. from and what is your podcast about? Yeah, so the, the podcast. So we've been doing that for five years, which is crazy. I had to look. Um, <laughs> so Conduit Street is where our offices are in Annapolis. Uh, we also have the Conduit Street blog. Check that out. It's a treasure trove of resources. The podcast started, we were doing like a weekly update phone call. 
conference call on Fridays during the legislative session to sort of keep our members in the loop of what was going on and what was going to happen the next week. And we kept hearing like, hey, you know, I can't make it at that time. Can you record it? And it just seemed like it was sparsely attended. Like, you know, so I was like, our executive director, Michael Sanderson, who is my co-host on the podcast, I was like, why don't we do a podcast? And both of us had listened to podcasts. Like we were podcast people. He was like, we can't do a podcast. We, we, we're not like, we're not that. We can't do that. How, how do we even do it? So I was like, let me try. So, you know, I went on and ordered like a, a couple microphones and a piece of equipment and we started doing it. And it has, I mean, I never expected it to be where it is now. And I think a lot of it was uh, the Kerwin Commission was is like the big education reform. And now it's the blueprint for Maryland. We were willing to get into the weeds and be nerds and wonky. And I was sitting in those meetings every day. I was covering education. So we would break that down. And I think we got like a, a big listenership there. And then, so we talk about Maryland policy and politics. Of course, we're the county podcast, but we also get into a lot of like tech issues and how new technology is influencing government. I mean, we, we do it all. But I think we're kind of known as the wonky people who will get into the weeds on like a, a complex tax issue or something like that. But we've been lucky to have really good guests and um, and it's it's really become its own thing and, and, and really ballooned in a way that I don't think we ever thought it would. That's a great thing. Yeah, now, you cool. guys have amazing subjects. You guys have a top tier guests. So I already know that. So that, that's the great. I haven't, I haven't been on yet. No, you, you, I haven't asked to go on yet. Throwing, wink, busy. wink at the camera. You're busy, but, man. But uh, no, uh, you guys have amazing things going on with that. So what do you, so going into 2023, you touched upon a little bit about you have a conference coming up in January. What is that about? Like, what is that? I mean, say for the conference is listening now, they're like, hmm, well, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about who is this directed towards, who is this for, um, how can I get involved, things of that nature. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, the, this upcoming conference is going to be after an election. So that's unique because we have a lot of new county elected officials. So a big part of that conference is sort of an, an orientation. Like, hey, you used to be a car salesman. Now you're a county commissioner. Here's what counties do. And in Maryland, counties do a lot, more than most other states. Um, so everything from like emergency management and, and we're big school funders, like we're partners there, planning and zoning, uh, you know, recycling, everything down the line is counties, right? So we need to provide a venue where they can learn all about that stuff. And so we partner with uh, the University of Maryland, um, and we have a we have a great academy program where people can go through this program and get credits and then graduate at the end. And again, back to the professional affiliates, like they all show up and they talk about what they do. And we have panel conversations, and it's a one hundred and one for county government. But then we get into more of the 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 content that's sort of specialized in those areas for the rest of the conference. And you were at the summer conference. All of our affiliates they put together panels and they tell us what they want to do. Um, and we 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 try to find the the things that are most important now and the trends that we need to be aware of and talk about those things and invite you know private sector, public sector to come and talk. We have our federal delegation, so U.S. senators, congressmen, the governor, uh, the senators, delegates here in Maryland. Like everybody's there and I, I'm excited for this next one because every four years, it always is really cool to see all the new people coming in and learning about all these things and thinking, wow. And back to what earlier too, like, I didn't know that we had this in common with Baltimore city. I'm down on the shore. I didn't realize that we're all doing the same things. Maybe it's not the same scope and one size does not fit all, but I can understand what's going on there because it's going on here too. Are you excited because you're going to have a whole new group of people Coming in election wise, yeah. it's a whole new uh, Governor Hogan will be gone. You're going to have a whole new administration, 
a lot of new people. Are you looking forward to seeing like a lot of brand new faces that you probably have never seen before or some older new faces coming around? Uh, I, I think it's it, it's sad to see some people go. Um, elections are terrible, generally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know these people. And when you see like the attack ads and, you, you know, it, it, it's hard and it's hard to see people leave. But yeah, bringing in new people with new ideas is always really cool. We're going to have a new governor. Um, and I know that there'll be a lot of new ideas and, and opportunities for us to collaborate. We are intergovernmental partners. Counties work really closely with the state. A lot of the stuff that the state wants to do the counties have to actually do it and implement it at the local level. So we are very much hand in hand. And so I am excited and, and I'm excited to meet new people, um, learn about what their priorities are going to be and and how we can work together again to, to, to serve our shared constituents and make Maryland a better place. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. And what is your hope for Maryland going forward? What is your hope for it? I mean, you know what? Like, I, I think that we, especially here in the city, like there are a lot of deep rooted issues, right? And it's all, it's funny, like you hear a lot of negativity in the news and whatever. Everybody wants to talk about the challenges. Every city has challenges. Mm-hmm. Baltimore has challenges. Baltimore is doing a lot of good things. And there are a lot of good opportunities here. But if you want to talk about challenges, I want you to also talk about what you're going to do about it. Like, who are you going to bring to the table to try and solve these complex challenges? Mm-hmm. While understanding all of the, the history that has made things they are the way they are today, right? So you have to be able to be willing to go back and understand some of these deep-rooted inequities and how that plays into what's going on now and get the right people to the table so that everybody buys in. And nobody wants to, you know, like very few people want to do that. They like to just talk behind their keyboard or behind the camera, but then that's it. And then they just stir the pot and walk away. Like there are a lot of people doing good things down here. And I promise you, like the people, the elected officials here and the professionals in this city, they are trying their best to bring everybody to the table and and solve these problems. But it can't happen overnight. So we need buy-in. And like, that is my hope for Maryland, that we get all the right people to the table on all of these issues across the state. And we talk to each other and try to solve problems. So people are going to wonder, when does Conduit Street come out? When does the podcast come out? We typically, we record usually every week. It comes out on Friday. Um, we are on social media, Facebook, Twitter. I mentioned the Conduit Street blog, so it goes there. It's all over the place, but typically it's every Friday. Uh, we've been doing virtual recordings, which has been challenging, but um, it's typically every week. Not this week, because I'm down here with you. Hey. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's normally every week. So you can find it on um, on social media and then just Google Conduit Street Podcast and it'll pop up. Um, so where can they find more information about Mako? And say, for instance, somebody wants to get more information email how would they go about doing yeah that? so uh, mdcounties.org is the website and then uh, on social media it's twitter at mdcounties um twitter the podcast my twitter account kevin canal you'll find me um and my policy team i have to give a shout out to them and member services they're all on twitter so we all write regularly on the blog our, uh, our website's updated regularly so mdcounties.org is the best way and then you can always reach out to me directly if you if you have any questions or if you you know want to get involved uh, in the conferences but what I like to do, you know, I'm the guy that you can talk to about legislation, ideas, and and what, you know, I, I love to work with people. So I'm always open to having that kind of connection. Nice, nice, nice. And people are probably dying and wouldn't want to know. Probably, are you going to do podcast Alley Park? Is it going to be a second annual for next year? I mean, we're planning on okay. it. And I, I, I want to know how you think we can make it better. Not right now, <laughs> but like I want to work with you. And, and we were excited the way it turned out last time. Like I said, like that that whole concept was I knew there were a lot of podcasts in Maryland, 
but I, I also felt like no one was talking to each other, right? And no one was really collaborating. So the whole idea was let's get everybody down there and hopefully you made connections and just to like talk about what we're doing here. Like we all understand like what this means and some of the challenges with it. And like we can talk and like learn best practices and, and figure out how to work together and promote each other. That was the goal. And I think, I think that worked out pretty well. And I think we can make it bigger and better next time. Exciting. Thank you. So I got, I guess now you got off the easy questions. Here's the hard questions now. Okay. This is, I always call it speed round. Crabs or crab cakes? Uh, <laughs> crabs. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, it depends on the crab cake, but yeah, crabs. Okay. Old, okay. Ch chicken wings, drums, or flats? Flats. Your favorite halftime show, Super Bowl halftime show. That's a good one. I, I mean, you know, I remember the Janet Jackson one for the wrong reasons, probably, <laughs> but that was a good one. I it think they're all one. really good. I think they're all really good. I think last year was good too. Favorite concert you've ever been to? Wow. Um, I, wow. I, too many to choose from, man. Um, <laughs> you know what? Adele was really good. I got to see Adele, uh, but I'm like a big uh, Tedeschi trucks. Like I like, um, I like that. I, I, I don't know. Adele probably because it was such like a huge show and like it was, it was if we jump in your car right now, what's the first thing we're listening to? Right now, on the way down here, I was listening to Fuji's. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You brought us yeah, a classic. Yeah. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. I normally get hyped before I listen do a, yeah. a podcast. I normally listen like Tupac before I do an yeah. interview. Outcasts and Fuji's. Like, if I, if I want to get hyped, like, yeah, I like, yeah, it's Fuji's right now. And what is the best advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Be yourself. Um, and be nice. No, it goes a long way. It's it's simple, but be nice to people. That that will help all of us. Be nice, be yourself. And again, where can we find you guys online? Want to make sure everybody finds your Twitter handles. Your you're not you're not Instagram, right? No, we're not. Okay, we we not may we may have made one a long time ago, but we don't keep up. It's at MD Counties on Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook, same thing in Maryland Association of Counties. And what do you want people to walk away from after they listen to the interview of us talking? I want people to care about local government and understand that local government is closest to the people. Trust government. Like right now, we're in election season. I don't know when this will air, but counties run elections. Don't believe all the conspiracy theories. Um, they're safe and secure, but know who your local elected officials are. Right now, we're in Councilmember Dorsey's district here in Baltimore City. Those people have more of an impact on your daily life than the president, anyone at the federal level, mm. right? Like, it's right here. So know who they are, reach out to them, talk to them, and understand the importance of, of local government because we influence your daily lives more than anybody else, and we're the most accessible. Like, you can do a lot of things if you just reach out to, to your local electeds. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Mr. Kevin Canale coming thank on you. No Picks Dark Podcast. Finally made it happen. Thank you. Finally yeah. made it happen. Yeah, we'll get you on ours because, man, yeah. you know, I know you're busy, but, man. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to Baltimore. Yeah, I course. appreciate you coming up. We always like people from Naples coming in town. We like people coming from uh, D.C. coming in town. Hanging out in Northeast Baltimore. Yeah. Really do. This really appreciate fun. it. Thank you. It's laid back. Thank you. It is. Thank you. I like the couch. You got, man, the artwork. I, I love it. Well, I'm, I'm jealous of all your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it took a long time. So I tell people, it's looked a long time. Folks, you know how we always do. Love, peace, Baltimore Fiscal Partners is a boutique CPA firm specializing in accounting and consulting services for nonprofits, small businesses, and with experience running nonprofits and small businesses, they know that there's not always enough time at the end of the day for you to focus on your finances, whether it's monthly bookkeeping or an annual audit, tax preparation, or consulting, nonprofit or small business. 
Baltimore Fiscal Partners provides full range or tailored solutions that keep your goals and budget in mind. Learn more about Baltimore Fiscal Partners online at BaltimoreFiscal.com or follow them at Baltimore Fiscal on Facebook and Instagram.